One, two, fun fiction's coming for you. Three, four, we're at the door. Five, six, I like mozzarella sticks. <laughs> Seven, eight, this show will be great. It's fun fiction. Welcome to Fun Fiction, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly show about movies, media, and how the internet ruins it. I am your host, Scotty Moore. And I'm your other host, Brenna Clark. How's it How's it going, Funheads? <laughs> they're, called, they're called fanatics, Brenna. We've <laughs> I got, forgot the word. We've gone over this. Um, I want to apologize, start the show with an apology. Okay. Are you I, apologizing to me for the many times that you've wronged me in the past? Well, that as well, but also for giving you so much shit about making me watch Thank Nightmare. You. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not scary. No, I mean, it's creepy, but he's he's more a, a, a thrills and one-liners type of dude and not like, oh, I'm going to have nightmares. I won't... I'm not going to say it's not creepy, but it's, and I guess I got to get this out in the beginning because otherwise you'll find offense when I bring it up later. Okay. This film is just the best B-level trash I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. I I don't even know how to respond to that. So I'm just going to say thank you. It's like, like, Anytime my mom is like, we need to watch old scary movies and make fun of them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the really cheesy ones. And she's like, no, 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 like Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch that shit. Come to find out, no. It's perfect. I mean, it is perfect, but if I hear you make fun of it, I'm going to kill you. You know I'm going to make at least make fun of the fucking last scene. Are you talking about the fruit punch or the last last scene (laughs) with the dummy getting pulled through the window? (laughs) Yes, I am going to talk, because uh, I will say, anyone out there who hates scary movies like I do, I have a little piece of info. Go to wheresthejump.com, and it will just tell you where all the jump scares are. So if you're getting a little creeped out, you can just hit pause and look down and be like, oh no, there's not one till like 5176 seconds into the film, and we're only at 40. We're good. So I did that, and they were like, the biggest scares in this movie. One is when she allegedly wakes up. And then Freddie pops up from behind her. And that, yeah. one's, that one's an effective jump scare. But the other one is like, Freddie's hand comes out and grabs her. And I was like, oh, that one does sound scary. Let me watch mm. this. <laughs> mm, they, that's just a blow-up doll. I, I really don't know what garbage sight they are trying to be. Because that's not even... The scariest part to me is with Tina in the body bag in the hallway of the classroom. Which I get it's not a jump scare. But... I mean, that's what freaks me out the most. Oh, yeah, that part was real. Now, what are you talking about with Fruit Punch? Uh, Johnny Depp when he gets sucked into his bed and the Uh, Fruit Punch comes up. (laughs) The most, that's, I did write this down, the reddest blood I have ever seen Mm. in a film. Yeah, it's hella high C up in here. Like, Mm. there's no way that that came out of his body. Yeah, I just, I appreciate 
I appreciate the fact that they built an entire set that they could rotate upside down just for like, well, one, we need to have this creepy ass woman climbing on the ceiling, which was a very creepy scene. Well, yeah, always ceiling crawling is a no go. Yeah. And then oh, what else should we do with it? Let's just pour a bunch of blood into it and see what happens. I mean, not going to say that that's not effective, I guess, but mm-hmm. I, I don't it's it's not very aesthetic. Yeah. I will say there's a charm to the scariness of this. Yeah. Which which is not present in... I didn't watch the full movie. I only watched the ending because I wanted to see the difference between the ending of the rebooted Nightmare on Elm Street versus this one. And there's, there's a weird shininess that happens. <laughs> like a weird... Like they applied coconut oil to their skin that happens in every scary movie. And I guess it's because of the CGI they have to use. Maybe. And yeah, when his hand comes out of the mirror and just like goes through her eyeballs, I'm like, mm, it's not scary, but also it just feels so... Feel I turned into like a hipster. I was like, it feels like fucking big government got their hands... <laughs> got their hands on the film just because it's not a blow-up doll and a car with a, a red and green striped top on it that part was fun i enjoyed that was fun when it comes down i'm like oh no it's his it's his sweater but but then it's it's so crazy because like we i don't think that we ever find out what happens between then and then the third movie when nancy comes back because you'd figure she'd be dead after being like trapped inside this death car no she got out after a while like the car just stopped them in front of like a chicken restaurant and we're like all right go just, eat children a chicken restaurant yeah. freddie was like i just wanted your mom you could go enjoy some delicious hattie b's hot chicken go on guys oh thanks freddie freddie you're the best <laughs> and then he gives them a thumbs up and drives away no 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 the uh the re- one of the rear view mirrors turns into a hand and then thumbs up and then drives away <laughs> good old freddie um also speaking of nancy i really do enjoy the similarity between every attire she wears in this film and then of course of nancy wheeler from stranger things yeah it is very similar isn't it i didn't think about that but yeah, at one point, she's, like, wearing the exact same clothing. And I'm like, oh, that's where that whole character came from. I love good little nods to movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Also, can, the beginning of this film feels less like a scary movie and more like the beginning of some weird, edgy superhero film. Because you just see Freddy putting his glove together to get ready to go battle crime. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that. And I wouldn't mind him as a superhero, to be honest. Like, he's an anti-hero like Venom, I feel like. Yeah. Is your name Freddy Krueger? Yes. I'd like to I'd like to talk to you today about the Avengers <laughs> initiative. Okay, let's sit down, bitch. Oh my god. Aw, bitch. Aw. <laughs> Aw, bitch. <laughs> also, did you now when you first saw this, did you know of the Freddy Krueger mythos? Because you're a lot more into it than I am. Uh, when I first saw it, I was a mere child at a very ripe young age. I, I stole, not stole, I mean it was in my house, but I snuck the VHS out of our living room, which I don't think my mom would have had a problem with me watching it, but I just felt like, oh, it's a horror movie. I have to sneak it. And so I took it to my room 
and watched it. And then I had to watch Spy Kids directly after because <laughs> I was so freaked out. Uh, yeah. Well, with me, the weirdest part, because I know Freddy Krueger, everyone knows of the big burned scary man with the knife hand. Uh, but then they're just like, and Robert England as Fred Krueger. I was like, fuck off, film. His name is Freddy, and we all know his name is Freddy. Don't try to play this Fred bullshit with me. Freddy's a nickname. Give him some slack. <laughs> yeah, but come on, man. We all, like, they're even singing one, two, Freddy's coming for you. And they're like, but this is Fred Krueger. I, look. I don't, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know <laughs> no, why no, no. that choice was made. I don't know. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. What? In the future films... Does he? Because in this one, he's a little bit more creepy because he gets goofier as it goes on, right? Uh, I think for some of them, but then I think it takes a, a darker turn later, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just saying, what if the Freddy Krueger we see is not the same as the Fred Krueger from this film? And so anytime someone's just like, are you Fred Krueger? The one in the future movies is like, no, Fred was my father's name. Please, I am Freddy. <laughs> But both played by Robert England. Yes, yeah. No, no, no. Here's what it is. They kill Fred Krueger. And so, like, that scene where he gets set on fire and dies, that's actually Fred Krueger dying. Final scene is Freddy Krueger. Yes. Take his dad's mantle. Snaps all around. That's, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we've we've broken we've the code. We've cracked the code. We have solved the Nightmare on Elm Street puzzle. Yes. Um, but yeah, this film, I guess it's because I watched a lot of Tim Burton films that a lot of the scares were less scares and more just like a scene from a nice Tim Burton film. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's like that whole thing where he's in the backyard with Tina and he like whispers her name and then holds his hand up and cuts off two of his fingers. Like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? That was, that was the point during the film where I wrote down the words, the boy meets world scream episode was scarier than Oh my this. God. He, well, see, I just think he's, he's a goofball and he's like, I'm going to kill people, but I'm going to make it fun. And so like, he's know. so gross. Cause I, I think it's the next time she dreams, Freddie's just like, check this out. And then he cuts his like chest open and there's yes. worms and shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's not scary. You're just a gross pervert. <laughs> No, he, yeah, he's one of those people that, like, me, that thrives on potty humor, and <laughs> he's just yeah. like, watch, I'll cut my fingers off and green slime will shoot out, it's awesome. No, the, what I compared it to was the scene in The Grinch where he keeps oh trying to scare Cindy Lou Who, and she's just like, you're not that scary, and he's like, booga, 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 booga. I mean, I, his antics wouldn't scare me, probably, but if he came at me with his glove, I'd be a little probably hesitant. Unless he had those wacky, waving, inflatable arm tube men Oh hands. my god, those arms! <laughs> he was, <laughs> Stretch he was it out. trying really hard to make his claws make noise on the metal beside him, so... <laughs> I would love to see the scene right before that happens, where he's just like... I'm gonna get you, Nancy, and holds out his arm to try to make the noise, looks over the pipe, yeah. is like, it's, like, it's like 30 miles away, and he's like, hold on uh, a second. Hold on. And like, Mr. Incredibles, or not, Mr. In Mrs. Incredibles it to the sides of the alleyway. Yeah, yeah, So, uh, I guess we should talk about anyone besides Freddy, because this film does have other characters. Does it? I'm just well, it does have Rod, the worst human being ever made in cinema. 
Yeah, but he got his. He really got it. Uh, there were multiple points where I'm like, he better die. Please, please let him die. Yeah, you, you think Freddy Krueger's gonna let a jackass like that go? No. So he is kind of a superhero. Yeah, a li- like I said, anti-hero. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was just like, I didn't think Rod was, what's her name? First girl that gets killed? Tina. I didn't think Rod was like Tina's boyfriend. I thought he was just like an asshole who hung out around them. No. No. <laughs> no, he's their friend. Because like the first scene he walks up and they're like, I woke up having a horrible dream. I woke up and this monster was trying to kill me. I woke up with a heart on. What's up, Tina? And I was like, he. that was the instant moment. I was like, he's fucking dying. Yeah, of course. You got to give somebody to hate besides the actual villain. Mm-hmm. And someone to pin the murders on. That's what made me the happiest. I was like, oh, good. Rod's going to get arrested. Yes. That does. Because, <laughs> um, like, he doesn't know how to grab people. Like, if I had to grab, like, Nancy and be like, Nancy, I didn't do it. I'd, like, grab her by the arm yeah. or something. He goes full, like, covering her mouth and ch- choking her out as he pulls her into the grass and is like, also, I'm not a killer. Yeah, no. <laughs> really? Because you just choked me out and gagged me. Yeah, but I'm not a killer, though. I saw you <laughs> I saw you do that exact move to Tina before she died. Yeah, no, 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 but it's not me. No, but, but it, I'm I'm a I'm I I'm not a killer. <laughs> are you are you sure? You sure? Because I think so. Um also, here's the ultimate dick move from Rod. Wake her up. Well. (laughs) (laughs) She's like freaking the fuck out and bad things are happening. And Rod doesn't think to be like, hey, you're having a nightmare. Wake up. Instead, he backs up into a corner and just watches her get killed. Well, for all of his bad boy bravado, he's just a scared little ball sack on the inside. (laughs) Also, my favorite line was from uh, Nancy and it's, Rod is not a lunatic. I'm like, you're a fucking liar, Nancy. The biggest liar and she knows it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Also, this is kind of off topic, but I want to know your thoughts on this as well. Because I saw, I think it was Nancy and her mom did this. Was kissing your child on the lips like an old school thing? Because my parents didn't do that. And it's always weird when I see people do it. Well, I think, uh, I don't, I've seen celebrities on the internet get, like, hate for it. So I think people, like, do it, and maybe it's a, what's it called? Like a, I don't know, a not here thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A a, a, uh, regional thing. Yeah, that's the word. So you're saying you also did not get kissed on the lips by your parents. That's good. Not in my memory. But, I mean, you know, it's not... Mm -hmm. It doesn't come from a creepy place unless someone else is looking at it that way, I think. Yeah. Um, And then we get to the school scene where the teacher had a cherry orchard poster up. And I'm like, fucking what grade are you (laughs) teaching right now? It's it's, uh, ambiguous. You can't do that to yourself. Although I did really want Freddie to be dressed up like Julius Caesar. Oh, my God. That same... when he's reading it aloud and his voice just gets like slow and scary. I mean that it gets me every time. That's the moment where I'm like, Oh, he's going to become Freddy. No, it's going to be the hall pass person who has the Freddy sweater on. I was like, okay, awesome. 
Amazing. Screw your pass. Screw your pass. All right, Nancy. Jesus, calm down. Well, she just saw her best friend in a body bag, so I mean... Yeah, but she wasn't real. She was dreaming and shit. Listen, I can't, I still to this day cannot get in a bathtub and close my eyes. Like, I'm, t- I'm terrified of something coming out of the water. The fucking creepy, like, creepy, not in the scary movie way. Creepy in the I'd like to sit you down and talk to you on Dateline kind of way. <laughs> as that blade comes up between her legs. And I was like, because in scary movies, I turn into, like, you know the stereotype of the person in a scary movie who's like, no! Don't go in there, man. Don't do yes. it. That's me. So at that point in the film, I was screaming, no, no, that's her no-no zone. You <laughs> stay out of that, Freddy. <laughs> I, I just, I, what, I can understand falling asleep in the bath. I can, but her mom just said, don't go to sleep. You're drown- you'll drown. And like, mm-hmm. No. <laughs> And how deep is that tub? Because, like, I wasn't sure if they were only showing scenes from the dream or not, but she goes deep in that tub. No, yeah, when she falls down. I don't know. I mean, maybe it was an Olympic tub. I don't know. Now, are there rules to Freddy? Because once he showed up at the school, I felt I felt bad because I was like, wait a minute. I thought it was specifically Nightmares on Elm Street. Like, you could not oh. have, he couldn't show up somewhere else. No, I think it's just Nightmare on Elm Street because that's where he originated. But I, he can pretty much go wherever he damn well pleases, I think. Oh, that's good. So, like, Freddy goes to the moon. I mean, you you should watch Freddy vs. Jason because he's literally at Camp Crystal Lake. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, I do want to see that one because it is apparently buck wild as shit. Oh, it's awesome. It's one of my favorite pieces of cinema. Mm-hmm. Now, I will say the music kind of under because like I'm used to creepy music of today, which is very quiet and subdued. Yes, and this was like heavy metal. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't even heavy metal. It was like synthwave pop. Yeah. Which led me to, I think, uh, I think since I'm now having a child, the dad jokes are happening because I did write down this music is killer. Ha ha, get it? Oh, God. <laughs> so proud of you right now. Mm-hmm. Also, I do love that the film wrote in their own version of Stay Awake Pills. Yeah. <laughs> When there was Excedrin in the pill cabinet, like you could easily be like, oh, Excedrin, this has caffeine. I could take these. She's like, no, I need daddy's special time wake up pills. Special. <laughs> What's the, isn't there like, I, I can't remember if maybe this is in the third one or something, but they have like no dose or something like that. That might be it. Um, also, what? Is the second one just garbage? Because I've not heard you bring that one up, but you've gone uh, on three a lot. Well, three is my favorite one. I think it's the best sequel. And I haven't seen the second one in a long time, but I did not like it when I originally watched it. Oh, okay. It it follows this one guy, and it's just not... It wasn't interesting, but I'm due to rewatch it as an adult with uh, mature feelings. Yeah. Um, I will say there was a line from Nancy that made me feel bad about myself. And it's one of the scenes where she's like, I've been awake for seven days. And then she looks in a mirror and just goes, wow, I look 20 years old. And I'm like, (laughs) fuck off, Nancy. I mean, 
I I understand that though because I've I have the worst eye bags in history. <laughs> She's like, I look like Brenna Clark. What the fuck? Did Nancy just say that? <laughs> Weird flex, but okay, Nancy. Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I did. Nancy's dad is is the, an asshole. He's an asshole, but also he looks like an out of work drag queen. Like, couldn't you imagine? Oh my god, no! <laughs> Well, he, he's he got that look. He looks like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but he's got a face that would is made to be a drag queen. Okay, I mean, I'll take your word on that. We don't know what Nancy's life is like outside We don't. This. We don't, because we get such a small snapshot of her mm-hmm. and her parental units. Her blow-up doll mother. Now, since we're kind of running out of time, I do want to discuss the last scene where she finally does kill Freddy. Because, Brenna, this motherfucker home alone's the demon of dream sleep. <laughs> yeah, she does. Because I saw her hooking things up and I was like, oh, maybe she's going to do something that like sets the whole house on fire or something. Oh, what's the sledgehammer for? Maybe it'll bust open the light bulb and when that triggers it'll... No, that's just so Freddy opens the door and it whacks him in the tum-tum. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you want from her? She's a teenager. <laughs> It's such a goofy final scene that I needed Macaulay Culkin to be there as a child. Just like, we're going to get him, Nancy. Let's go. Oh, my God. No, please. Yeah. Um, But of course, we cannot finish this section with talking about the fresh faced little boy, Johnny Depp. Oh, sweet little nugget before he grew up and ruined everything. Before things happened. Yeah. He's so cute. He's so adorable. And, like, he rides the perfect line between caring boyfriend and asshole that I like a lot. Yeah, like, he could easily have slipped into bad boy, but it was just teetering on the edge. So it gave him a little, ooh, I like this kid. Ooh, this kid's nice. I like him. And like, also, he- like, can we can we bring back male crop tops? Because I am here for that <laughs> number 10 crop top. <laughs> the Johnny Depp crop top. Listen, on um, Sab- uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, they had Harvey in that same exact outfit, and I screamed. <laughs> You're like, yes, thank you. Also, Johnny Depp got to do my favorite thing that every asshole boyfriend does in a scary movie, which is where the girlfriend is like finally giving the plan of like, we're going to do this and do this, and then the ghosts are going to come out. And then every time the boyfriend has to be like, ooh. Oh, yeah. Dumb shit, scary noises. And I was happy Johnny got to do it. I mean, what else was he going to do? They couldn't just be supportive. That's not what kind of asshole boyfriends do. Yeah. Also, can I just say, I've not watched a lot of 80s horror, but I will say it seems like there's a consistent theme of parental sins being the downfall of their children. Yeah. Well, isn't that what causes everything? Maybe not just parentals, but I think it's a... Um, commentary on the older generations fucking everything up. Yeah. We need more of that nowadays as opposed to... So that's what it is. Those people who didn't like their parents took over Hollywood. Now they've grown up and have kids. Now they're making movies about how much their little kids are shits. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... We've talked the movie, Brenna, but now we've got to see what the hell the fans have done to it. But before that... (laughs) I would like to tell everybody that we finally have a fanatic on Patreon. Woohoo! 
I got so hyped. Like, I was just looking down at my phone and glazed, and they were like, you have a new patron. And it was, oh, fuck, I can't remember his last name. Well, I know his first name is Joe. <laughs> God bless you, Joe Gennaro. Yes. Yes. <laughs> our newest fanatic on our Patreon page. And if you'd like to join Joe and all of our lovely patrons, you can at patreon.com slash a load of BS. We got awesome perks over there for you. Access to our exclusive Discord. You get shouted out on the show of your choice, like Joe. Or if you want to get shouted out on BS, you can get shouted out there. Fight Boys, wherever you want to get shouted out, you can. And then, of course, we've got other cool stuff we're working on in the background, like maybe doing monthly hangout sessions with our patrons and stuff like that. But right now, Discord <laughs> and shoutouts is the cool stuff. And if you want it, you can get it at patreon.com slash a load of BS. Now, B, it's time to talk fan fiction. Let's do the thing. And it was weird reading fan fiction because it was like a... It was like either very serious horror fiction. Yeah. Or the goofiest shit. Like Freddy yeah. Krueger having a Christmas party. You you found a lot better stuff than I did. Because I had a hell of a time finding something. And maybe it's because I'm such a stan. But everything I read, I was just like, that's stupid. That's stupid. That's gross. That's stupid. So You're like, Freddy would never do that. Exactly. So And assisting through like the... Um, the original character pieces, which some of them were fine, but then there are other ones kind of like my immortal that were like, I'm Freddie's daughter. And uh, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what have you brought to the table? Well, I have brought a little something, something called Fright and it's by Pam Dash Isley. Okay. All right. Carl was not doing well. He hadn't slept in four days. Four days shouldn't go by, so, go by so agonizingly slow, but they did. Each minute took its precious time, and each hour felt like days. It felt like an eternity since he'd last gotten into bed and called it a night. It was morning now, around six. He knew because he heard his mother call his name from the kitchen. Earlier, he kept himself awake with whatever he could find. Movies, caffeine, pills, puzzles, and just about whatever he could get his hand on. She didn't suspect a thing. It's not like he could tell her. Who would believe him? Eyes stung, the lids tugging downward. He forced them open, throwing on a sweatshirt that lay on his bedroom floor and heading to the stairs. He made himself stay awake, for sleeping would bring much worse pain. Carl didn't believe in monsters, but neither did Hannah, his little sister. Two months earlier, she slipped in the shower, cracking her head open. She had been in there for an hour, and it was his turn to use the bathroom. He remembered banging on the door, telling her to hurry up and getting no response from her. That only irritated him, and seconds later, he had come back to the door with a key. She had bled out on the floor, alone and scared. Ripping back the shower curtain, Hannah's body laid on her side in the corner, knees pulled up to her chest, and the shower's water that pooled around her corpse was red. It was said to be a simple, tragic accident. Mother didn't see it. She was out of town. The paramedics had quickly taken away Hannah's body. He had called his mother immediately to give the bad news, tears streaming down his cheeks. She had rushed home, of course, sobbing, demanding answers and mourning with her son. He didn't think it could get any worse after that, but it did. After the funeral, his mother grew distant. He knew she was heartbroken, but so was he. It was difficult to pass by Hannah's room, peering inside and knowing that he'd never see her again. It all started then. He couldn't find his headphones, and he knew that she had a pair or two. It felt wrong to take from the dead, but he did so anyway. 
Digging through her desk drawer, something caught his eyes. It was a crumpled up piece of paper. Normally he'd move on, but scribbled words were visible between the creases. Curiosity got the best of Carl, and he pulled it up from the dusty drawers and flattened it on the desk. It was a drawing. A short figure with brown hair stood in the middle holding a stuffed bear. He recognized it as his sister. What caught his attention was the other person, tall and gaunt with a hat on, on their head. They stood off to the side, their face scribbled over with a red crayon. In the right corner, three words were scrawled neatly in blue. Freddie and me. Carl flipped the paper over, glancing over a small new line of words written at the top. He said when I'm ready, he'll take me to his house. He said I wouldn't ever have to grow up. I don't know if I should sleep tonight. A chill had crawled up his spine. Carl didn't know what to make of it, and he quickly shoved the paper back into the drawer and left, forgetting all about the headphones. That last line kept him up. I don't know if I should sleep tonight. But why? Freddy. The name wouldn't leave him. Children had imaginary friends, but he never remembered them being so sinister. That's how it all started. He was sure of it. The nightmares began. At first, they weren't much, but they grew and they grew. Freddy came for him just like he did with Hannah. He barely spoke, but when he did, it was all whispered threats that seemed to come at every direction. He never allowed Carl to get a good look of his face. He chased him down never-ending hallways. He stalked him through his dreams. Each time, Carl shot up shot up from bed, wide awake with tears in his eyes and sweat dripping down his forehead. He felt like he was losing his mind. You're going to be late, Mother called again. He had already missed so many days of school after Hannah's passing, and he knew that he must attend today. Plus, with the lack of sleep, his grades began to fall faster than he ever thought possible. Carl blinked once, adjusting his vis- vision. Everything seemed so bright to his eyes like he were staring into the sun. Down the stairs he went, muttering quietly to himself. He found that that kept him occupied, which lowered the chances of him dozing off. Sleeping is the last thing he knew he wanted to do, but it was still so tempting to just close his eyes and take a nap. His body urged him to do just that, but Carl refused. Fear held him back. It kept him up for the past three nights. Still, he knew that soon he'd have to go back to sleep, and that's what scared him the most. The end. Oh, that was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It was good and creepy. Good creepy story. Good creepy. I like it. Like it. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I know your your fan fiction this week. I just feel like anything <laughs> where a little girl becomes friends with Freddy, you're like, yes, they basically, got it. they nailed it. Oh, but uh, I can't go into much detail. But mine goes a lot farther than that. Oh no, Brenna, no, please. You just wait. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, my my fan fiction this week is called. I regret this decision immediately. Oh, God. Which is kind of how I feel about letting you read your fanfiction this week. I don't know why. It's going to be so fun. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's do it. Haley flipped a pancake with the skill of a gnat. She was lucky that it didn't splatter everywhere. It was the night shift at the Springwood Diner. Haley and Nancy were the only two working. Thank God it wasn't busy. Haley had been only working as a cook for a week now and was glad to have had someone more experienced, if not more awkward, than she was. Peering through the little peep square, as she <laughs> peep square, as she called the opening that looked into the dining area, the teen noticed that one of Nancy's friends, Dean, was fast asleep. His head snapped up as she whistled high and sharp. Dean sleepily looked over her way. "'You okay there?' she asked. "'Yeah,' he replied. "'Just a little worn out,' he smiled weakly." Well, okay, but room's 30 bucks a night. They chuckled together for a moment before whoever Dean had been expecting a wife arrived. 
A scream rang, rang out moments later. Haley dropped her spatula with a clang, green eyes wide. Dean had a knife to his throat and was talking to someone. All she could make out were the words, not and real. She stuttered, trying to make sense of the situation. The girl froze as Dean stabbed the knife into his throat and dragged it across, nearly decapitating himself. The blonde that he had been sitting with screamed his name and yelled out to call... Yelled out to call... What the fuck? This is a bad sentence. <laughs> Yelled out to call, spun around quickly, and bolted to where she knew where a line, landline was. As she turned a corner, she gasped yet again. A man stood in front of her, easily towering a foot above the stocky girl in the dirty apron. He stepped towards her, and she fell onto her butt, eliciting a chuckle from the man. Haley twisted her head to look over her shoulder as she heard the paramedic ar paramedics arriving. That was quick, she thought. When she looked at where the man had been, he was nowhere in sight. Fuck. Haley was at Dean's funeral the next day, although she hadn't gotten any sleep the previous night. She had always awoken in a cold sweat. The funeral was short and stilted. No one wanted to come forth and say anything about him, even his blonde girlfriend who was just staring off into space. Curiously, Haley followed her gaze. The same man from the night before stood next to the grave, behind a small girl that resembled Dean's girlfriend. The man was watching the blonde, an evil smirk upon his face. Suddenly he straightened and whipped his head to face Haley. The way he moved was choppy and reminded her of when she was at a Halloween party with a strobe light and she only caught every other movement. Haley turned her head down away from the man. One of his eyes was glowing blue and his face was either deformed or injured. He had seemed surprised that someone could see him. Haley offered her condolences to the family before driving home alone. She didn't know where her father was, but she knew that her mother was overseas for some political thing or other. She was involved with the UN or something. The house was empty as always. Haley grabbed her rice cake fucking millennial, before heading up <laughs> to her room and flopping down onto her old comforter. Haley woke up on a beach. She was laying in her bed, but her bed wasn't in her room. She looked up to see that the sea was crashing rather aggressively and looked like it was red tide. For a second, she imagined that it was blood. Shaking her head, she stood and began to walk down the beach. It was empty, no gulls, no shells. Almost as soon as she thought this, she happened upon the mutilated carcass of a gull. It looked like some sort of big cat had ripped it open. Actually, she decided upon closer inspection. It was probably a velociraptor. Man, I love dinosaurs. Haley continued on her way and stumbled upon a door. She opened a freestanding door, and through it she saw a bo dark boiler-type room. Nope! Haley closed the door. Yep. She backed up slightly, only to bump against something tall and warm. She felt a hand rest upon her waist, and someone's head lowered down to her ear. No isn't an option. Whoever it was pushed her into the door and she tumbled down a flight of metal stairs. Groaning, she lifted her head and the same man from the diner and the funeral stood at the top of the stairs ready to descend. Painfully, Haley stood and limped away as quickly as she could. She felt like a mouse against a Bengal tiger. Actually, scratch that, a mouse against a velociraptor. Yes, that was way more badass sounding. She turned a corner only to see Dean in a bloody body bag. With a small scream, she turned around only to be staring at someone's chest. She backed away from the red and green sweater and looked up. The man was horribly burned and melted. His cheeks, they looked hollow, and his ears were almost non-existent. He wore a dirty brown fedora and a clawed glove on his right hand. Haley couldn't tear herself away from his eyes. The blue one was damaged and not open all the way. On the contrary, his other eye was dark, dark brown, and looked like it had been spared for the most part. Well, 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 who do we have here? Most of the brats that can see me went to bed him, but, you know, you're new. He trailed off as he placed a gloved hand against her cheek. The girl couldn't help but rest her head lightly into the warm, worn leather. The man chuckled and pulled her closer. 
The other hand slid down her waist rather creepily. Haley tried to pull away, but his grip only tightened. Haley shot up with a start. Was that real? She lifted her hand up to her face. It stung. She brought her hand to the front to examine it. Blood. Haley ruffled her dark brown hair. The diner laid Nancy and her off after Dean's death. Now Haley was just sitting alone on the couch in her living room. She patted the dark red pillows and slowly rested her head. Some paranormal investigation show was playing on the TV as the warm, dark embrace of sleep wrapped around her. Haley sat up, and the room was much darker, but the TV was still on. Jay Leno was interviewing someone who looked a lot like the burned dream man, the difference being that he wasn't burned and actually pretty attractive. <laughs> I'd fuck him. Ah, oh, damn it, brain! Haley hated her tendency to go for the dirtiest thought first. Stretching, she shredded over to the TV, planning to turn it off when her hand reached out of the screen and tried to grab her. Oh, fuck that shit! Haley bolted to her front door and threw it open. She stopped in her tracks and nearly tumbled forward when she realized that she was stand running in snow. The girl looked up to see that she was in front of a preschool. Curiouser and curiouser. She walked into the school, barely noting that she was now standing in three inches of water. A deep voice was counting in one, one of the classrooms. It was enchanting. Haley meandered about the halls until she found the source. The burned man was in front of a chalkboard, his hands on the board on either side of his face. Haley got a few, full view of his glove and the knives that adorned his fingertips. Three. Haley tensed. Two. She couldn't help but walk closer. One. Ready or not. Oh, wait, this was him. Ready or not, he skimmed his hands down the chalkboard. Here I come. Who are you? Haley pleaded. Her curiosity overpowered her fear. The man only sinister smiled sinisterly and pointed back at the chalkboard, which read, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Three, four, lock your door. Five, six, grab a crucifix. Seven, eight, stay up late. Nine, ten, never sleep again. Haley turned her attention back to Freddy, but he was gone. Hot breath on her cheek told her otherwise, though. Boo! Haley tried to scramble away, but her first step sank way down into the water. As she fell face first, she got a mouthful of blood. She tried to crawl across the thick liquid, but Freddy walked on top of it as though it was solid ground. How's this for a wet dream? Great. Now between her screams of terror, Haley was cracking up. Suddenly, Freddy yanked her up by her short hair and slammed her face into the wall. Haley wasn't laughing anymore. She looked everywhere but him. Look at me, he yelled. Look at what they did to me. The world around them crumbled away to show a dilapidated power plant. Hale was going to question why they, were there, why they were here when she saw him. An unburnt Freddy was running away from nearly half a dozen cars. He ran into a building as the car stopped and a mob of angry people got out. Open the fucking door, Kruger! A man with gray hair yelled, absolutely livid. What do you think I did? I didn't do anything! Freddy sounded desperate. The men left the door and strode to a car. One of them opened a trunk and pulled out a Molotov cocktail. No, Haley couldn't believe her eyes. This is for my son! He tossed it through the window. Haley could hear Freddy screaming in pain as the hand in her hair pulled harder. Please! Enough! I don't want to see this anymore! Haley was on the verge of tears. Do you see what they did to me? Freddy's voice was quiet but angry. Yes, I see! I see! Haley was sobbing now. How could someone do that? Suddenly, the fire exploded. Wait, how does fire explode? Haley screamed. That's it for now. This is a lot longer fan fiction. I liked that a lot. I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah. Well, I'm fairly sure. 
I think that I think it might be Haley. Yes, it is Freddy slash OC. Yeah, okay. I was about to say it. Really, it sounds like grown up Brenna trying to rewrite this. <laughs> what I have for you today? Yeah. Oh, uh, so Brenna, it's we need to get to yours, but before we do that, you know what I would love? What would you love, Scotty? I'd love if people took like full books, just massive books, and read them. Instead of, you know, me having to read them myself, if I could just hear them read out loud, that'd be fantastic. But do you know anywhere that could do that? But but don't you like read them out loud by yourself anyway? I mean, I read them in my I read them in my head. Please don't, <laughs> Brenna, please don't tell me you're like in your room quietly. Just like I never thought I, I never gave so much thought as to how I would die. Oh, God po- bless you. <laughs> Oh, hit me in my heart. Uh, but yeah, if you want someone to do that for you, you can at Audible. That's right. Audible is the place where you get access to over hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. And if you use our free 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash network, you can get a free audiobook. You can get one of mine. You can get Quizlecourt, Quizlecourt Risen, BS versus the Gods went up today. I just got the email <gasps> yes! earlier. Don't worry, Brenda, you'll get a free coffee. I'm excited. And if you want one, go to audibletrial.com slash BS Network. Or you can get what? What are you listening to, Brenna? I am listening to The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey. And despite the title, it's a zombie book. So I like it. Interesting. Yes. All right. Now it's time. I'm so scared. I, <laughs> I not only know about this fan fiction, I know roughly when it was written, so yeah. that scares me even more. Well, there's, I actually, I didn't exactly know when it was written, but then I think in here somewhere it has a date. Um, and so I think I was roughly uh, eight or nine years old when I wrote this. Oh! <laughs> So this is baby Brenna's first fan fiction and it's terrible. And actually I I wrote it on my computer, like rewrote it on my computer to see how many words it was. And it was exactly the length that I needed for the show. So yes! it's kismet. I didn't have to add a thing. Awesome. So, here we go. <laughs> the, um, it starts out with introduction spelled I N T E R D U C T I O N. Well, our life is moving on from the last time we saw Freddie. My name is Brenna. I'll tell you what happened after we, after we thought our life was perfect. Chapter one, introduction. We, we thought that Freddie would kill all of us, but now we know that he is dead, right? Well, if he isn't dead, we can always kick his dead carcass. Hi, Brenna, are you still with us? Melissa asked. Oh, I should take a break and say, these are all my friends in elementary school. So... Oh, this makes me so happy. Yeah, okay. Uh, huh? Oh, yeah, Brenna said. Look, guys, I think Brenna should quit thinking about Freddy, Derek L. said. I'm not. Yes, you are. Fine, I am. But it's just weird that he's finally dead. Brenna, Derek said, putting his arm around me. We all know he's dead. He can't come back. Brenna, I think Derek is right, said Charity. I think she's stupid, Bubba said. Oh, give it up, <laughs> Bubba, Brenna said. Chapter two, the appearance. Brenna, do you think you'll be able to sleep okay? Derek asked. What do you mean? Brenna asked. Well, you know, Freddy. Yeah, sure. Are you really sure? Yeah, it's okay, Derek. I see ya. Brenna fell asleep. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
And I, uh, see ya. Yeah. Britta fell asleep at last. Then she started dreaming. Hi. Didn't expect to see me, did ya? Freddy asked. We killed you. You're supposed to be dead. I'm not back yet, but I will be. Then he disappeared as she woke up. Right away, she called Derek. Derek? Huh? Oh, hey. Did I wake you up? She asked. Nah, duh. Sorry. Look, I had a dream and Freddy was in it, Brenna said. Brenna, I told you she, that he's dead. He said that he said that he wasn't back yet, but he will be, she explained. Okay, but did he look the same? You know, burnt and everything? No, he was bones. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky story. He was bones. Whoa. Derek, what if, Brenna, he, if he comes back, we can just kill him. But he's too powerful. Here's. Here's the best line in the whole book. No one is too powerful for all of us kids. (laughs) All right, if you say so. Chapter three, nightmares. Hi, mom, Brenna yawned out. How did you sleep? You look like you've been up all night, her mom asked. Well, I had a nightmare. Honey, they are not real. All right, I'm going to school. Hey, guys, Brenna said. Hey, what's up, Derek said. Well, you'd have a horrible night if you had a nightmare. What are you guys saying? Melissa asked. Nothing in your nosy self should hear. Hey, she said, sounding mad. I'm kidding, Brenna said sweetly. But seriously, what were you two lovebirds talking about? Well, I had a bad dream. Whoa, I had one too. What was yours about? Melissa asked. Well, see, I saw Freddie and he said, Brenna never got to finish her statement. Hey, what's wrong? Got choked up, Charity said. Have you been here all all this time? Derek asked. You're not supposed to sneak up on us like that, Chair Bear. Sorry about it, Charity said. We all had nightmares about the same thing. Chapter four, the boiler room. In school that day, Mrs. Burt was teaching math when I fell asleep. Hey, Brenna, glad to see me, Freddie asked. You, you, you're back, Brenna stuttered. Yeah, I'm back and I'm here to kill you, Freddie screeched, scratching his nails against the metal pipe. Brenna ran from the boiler room screaming. She heard a voice pounding in her, in her ear. She pressed her arm against a hot pipe and awoke with a fright. Brenna, are you okay? Derek asked worriedly. Yeah, I'm fine, Brenna choked out. You call this fine? He said, pointing to my arm. It's fine, trust me, Brenna said sweetly. Brenna, oh my, what happened? Charity and Melissa said excitedly. I saw Freddie and he, he, she pointed to her arm. You, Brenna, go to the principal's office, Mrs. Burt said, pointing toward the door. Brenna went slowly, looking both ways, just in case Freddie came back. Chapter five, the principal. Bubba whispered to Brittany, it will be a miracle if she comes back. What do you mean? Melissa asked. Well, once you see Freddy, you don't come back, Bubba said, sounding scary. Whatever, Melissa said irritatedly. Meanwhile, hello, Britta said nervously. I was expecting you, a voice said. Who are you? Britta asked worriedly. He answered, I'm your worst nightmare. Then all of a sudden, Freddy jumped out of the shadows. Ah, Britta screamed, trying to get away. (laughs) But (laughs) before she did, he got her. Ah, a little damsel in distress, eh? He said, laughing a high-pitched laugh. Let me go, Britta screamed, hitting him on the chest. The more you squirm, the more painful it will be, he cackled. He threw his talons over Britta's neck and she screamed with fright. I'll be back, Freddie yelled. I don't know why he left. Chapter six. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you later. (laughs) Chapter six, where's everyone? Britta ran back to her classroom as fast as a jackrabbit on a hot skillet. Okay. Oh, that's the Alabama coming out, Brenna. It's terrible. Mrs. Burt, Mrs. Burt, she yelled, where is everyone? She had a major breakdown. Brenna, Brenna whipped around. Huh, who are you? It's me, Brittany. Oh my God, are you okay? 
does this look okay? She crawled up to me and I saw her arm. She was cradling her J-Lo tattooed arm with her left arm. Wait, the tattoo was of J-Lo? They had a tattoo of J-Lo? Yes, but I think it may have been a temporary tattoo. I don't know why I, I was fixated on that, but here we are. Oh, I, she gave me her arm. Here, take it. I nearly puked from the sight of all the blood on the floor and on her. Hey, look it. What? Freddy's claws, they're in your arm. So? I nearly dropped to the floor. What do you mean, so? I mean, he's only got his gloves. She looked at me like I was stupid. Oh, never mind. Where's everybody at? Freddy took them to that portal. Thanks, cuz. Look, you stay here until I get back. I hugged her with one arm. Oh, yeah, Britt? Huh? Don't fall asleep. Chapter 7, The Body. Brenna finally jumped through the portal. She held Freddy's claws in her hands, then put them in her pocket. She stepped on something. Ew. Huh? Charity? She started bawling. I can't believe it. Charity was face up, bleeding from head to toe. How did he do it? He doesn't have his claws. Then I saw her. It was Melissa cradling herself with her thumb in her mouth. Melissa, no, 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 I'll do anything. She covered her face with her hands. It's me, Brenna. Oh, I, they took Charity. She put her head on my shoulder. Where is he? He went to that room. She pointed to the door with the words, welcome to my nightmare on it. <laughs> Melissa, don't fall asleep. I want to come with you. Fine, but be careful. I looked at her for a long time and finally took Charity's body and buried it in the soft dirt. I thought we were in a building. We'll miss you, Charity. Melissa started bawling. Shh, you'll wake up the dead. Chapter eight, where's the portal? I went to the door and whipped around to see Melissa still cowering in the shadows. Melissa, I screamed. What? Why are you screaming at me? If you're coming with me, get your scrawny gluteus maximus off the floor. Okay. She murdered something under her breath I couldn't understand. Hey, Brenna, didn't you say you went through a portal? Yeah, so? Where's it at? There. Where? There. Where is? Whoa. She fell through the portal and ended up beside the armless Brittany. Brenna. I didn't even notice that she had fallen through the portal. Um, Britt's asleep. Well, wake her up. She went back and shook Brittany's arm. Brittany. She was modeling Freddy's claws at the time. And when Brittany woke up, she screamed bloody murder. Don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Brittany, it's me and I can't hurt you. Thanks for waking me up. I'll stay awake this time. Chapter nine, my classmates. Well, it's time. We went up to the door and we opened the door and I saw something so horrible I couldn't turn away. There in that dark scarlet room, I saw all of my classmates, or so I thought. There was Ethan, Dustin, Bubba, Charity, and a lot of other people that I could have saved. I fell on my knees and cried. Brenna, I felt a hand on my shoulder. You know that you're sitting on chastity? Ew! I jumped up. (laughs) I jumped up to see her lifeless face staring at me. They're all dead, Brenna. You'd figure that, wouldn't you? I sucked my thumb and rocked myself. Brenna, you, I know, (laughs) Brenna, we have to kill Freddy. So I got up and I took all my friends' bodies and buried them. Melissa, take off those claws. Aw, I like them. Well, I don't care. Give them to me. She did as she was told. Listen, all my dead, disembodied friends, I didn't mean anything I said that was mean. We walked into the portal. Chapter 10, The Servant. So you thought you could outsmart me, did ya? We looked where the voice had come from and there was Freddy. You thought you could take my claws and then I'd be helpless, right? I looked at him and tried to say something, but he cut me off. I bet you want to know how I killed your friends. I opened my mouth to speak, but someone broke me off again. Hey, I do. Melissa looked like she was going to die if she didn't find out. Well, I guess I'll show you. And then I noticed there was a boy in the shadows. You, come forth. 
The boy, the boy stepped out and I recognized his face. It was Bubba. Hey, Bubba, what are you doing here? Melissa asked like she was stupid. He's my immortal slave. All righty then. Here's your demonstration. He <laughs> this is my slave. All righty then. <laughs> he opened his mouth and shoved Bubba in. Ew. Then he ripped his stomach open and chapter 11. And he took him out. Mr. Freddy, sir, I think that's gross. Well, this was how I killed your friends. Don't I get a say in this? Oh, you don't have a slave no more. You want to bet? Melissa stared into Freddy's eyes and saw what he was talking about. Brenna, shut up. But, but I'm talking. Then I saw her. It was Brittany. Brittany, I thought you were at my house. I am a slave. I am a slave. Hey, Brittany. She turned and I hit her with a bat. We ran this out. This some fucked up shit for an eight-year-old to be getting into, Brenna. You have no idea, Scotty. <laughs> Uh, we read out of there and I said, we got to go into the past. I'm scared. Oh, you chicken. I watched this one show of, uh, something and they never made it back from the past. We have to get my teleport machine because I have one. We- I want to go back in time and hug little Brenna so much. <laughs> she, she, I, she probably wouldn't have let you. She was an asshole. Um, <laughs> We ran to my house and saw my mom. She was dead. I'm not going to describe what she looked like. Come on, Brenna. We stepped into the teleport. Chapter 12. In 1662. I made made up that fucking number. I don't know where it came from. After a long travel, about 342 years back, we finally landed somewhere in England. Brenna, look at that. I turned my head and saw Freddy. Ah, excuse me, fair lass, but why for out? Why, why for art thou yelling? Because you're Freddy Krueger. How in the name of King Henry the first did you know that? I, I looked him over. He had the eyes, hair, and body of Leo from Charmed. Brenna. <laughs> <laughs> Brenna, hello, are you okay? I snapped out of it and said, oh, yeah. Oh, wherefore art thou, Jason? When Jason Voorhees showed up, now Melissa had something to look at. (laughs) Jason had the eyes, hair, and body of Cole off of Charmed. You're cute, Melissa said to Jason. Uh, Thank you, fair lass. You're very beautiful yourself. He said, I'm beautiful. I jumped at her words. I had been so busy busy looking at Leo. Oh, I mean, Freddie, I'd been lost. So what can we help you with? I... Chapter 13, In My Own World. This is the best chapter. I I suddenly snapped into, well, not a dream, but a vision. I saw myself, an older version, walking down an aisle. I was in a dress. Then I saw myself tear the dress off, but fortunately, I had on pants and a t-shirt. I I almost saw the groom. Brenna, man, Melissa, I had a vision if you would only let me see it. Sorry, but Freddie wanted to ask you something. Yes, my dear lass, I was wondering if you would go to the Great Britain with me tonight. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered if you would go on a date with me. Oh, God, yeah. I screamed at the top of my lungs. Oh, and Jason wonders that too for you, black-haired lass. Of course I'll go, Melissa screamed. We decided to go at dawn tomorrow. See you lassies tomorrow. Bye, cuties. Chapter 14, that evening. Okay, if I'm going to go along with this Freddy, don't call me lass, Brenna said. Melissa said, I don't care what Jason calls me. She was curling her hair with her fingers. Listen, Freddy, Brenna started to say. Yes? 
I wanted to ask you if you liked kids, she asked hurriedly. They kind of irritate me. Brenna turned to Melissa. This is not good. She whipped around to face Freddie. Do they irritate you enough to kill them? Freddie's jaw dropped. Of course not. Look, after this, we have to get you to the future. Okay, sure. After dancing until her heels grew red, Brenna grabbed Freddie, Melissa, and Jason by the arm. We have to go. Melissa stuck out her lip. Oh, I was just getting started, she said, glancing at Jason and winking. I don't care. They ran to the teleport. Let's rock, she roared. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter 15. In 2003, there's the date. The first thing Brenna did when she got back was to bury her mom. Her tears wouldn't come to the surface. She called Derek. It rang three times and he picked up. Oh, Derek, I'm so glad you're okay. Yeah, I've missed you. Brenna fumbled with the phone. Derek, can you come to my house? Yeah, I'll see you there. They hung up. Fifteen minutes later, she saw his red Mustang, which he did not have, climb the drive because he was eight. When she yeah. wa- when he walked in, she grabbed him in a hug and wouldn't let go. Derek, my mom, she's, she's, shh, don't talk. He held her as all of her tears spilled. Finally, when she was done crying, she said, Derek, I want you to meet Freddie. They shook hands. It's time. Derek took hold of Brenna. Let's go. Chapter 16, Freddie's Lair. Look, Freddie, the future you kills kids and only you have the power to stop him. Brenna filled him in. I'll stop him for you. They went through the portal where they had found Charity. The words welcome to my nightmare glowed on the on the door. They opened it and there stood Freddie. Hi, past self, Freddie said, clicking his claws. <laughs> Brittany walked out. She held a whistle. Round one. She stepped out of the way. The bad Freddie winked at Brenna. The two Freddies lunged for each other. The good Freddie kicked him between the legs. Ooh, Derek said, smiling. Brittany came over. One, two, three. Round one, good Freddy. Then a bell sounded. Round two. She stepped into the shadows. Get ready, Freddy. (laughs) The next bell sounded. Chapter 17. Victory to who? The bell went off. This time, old Batty cut old Goody's left hand off. Freddy fell down moaning. Brittany counted one, two, three. Round two, master. The bell sounded once more. Last round. With the score tied, good Freddy waved his claws. What? How did he get claws? Goody Two-Shoes... Oh, I meant bad. Okay. Goody Two-Shoes took them off and plunged them into his heart. Every time Batty moved, the blades, (laughs) the blades went deeper. Finally, he fell to the ground and his eyes rolled back in his skull. One, two, three. Something came over Brittany. Where am I? She asked, rubbing her head. Brittany, I missed you. They hugged like they weren't, like they weren't going to let go. We won, Derek said, grabbing Brennan in an embrace. Yeah, we won. Chapter 18, a happy ending, but is it? Freddie stepped into the teleport. Goodbye, beautiful. He brought Brenna's face up to his and kissed her. Bye, Freddie. The teleport grunted and groaned. He vanished. The four friends went into Brenna's house. I hope this is the last time we see him, Derek said, drinking his first Coke in a week. Me too. I don't. Brenna went over to Derek and kissed him softly, two boys in one night. Oh, damn. <laughs> Melissa giggled. How cute. Brittany and Melissa said in perfect harmony, who's for pizza? They all filed in the kitchen for it. Conclusion. Well, I've told you my story. I hope you won't have to face him. Maybe I can lead a normal life with my friends now. Maybe it's all over. He's gone forever. Even though I will miss the young Freddy, I'll live. Parentheses. I hope. The end.
Oh <laughs> my god. My my favorite person in the world is you, uh, roughly 15 years ago, Brenna. Listen, this is the biggest trash fire. You can't say that. <laughs> it's my... No, because you got to remember at this age, at, it literally, I think it was in 2003, I was writing fan fiction about Captain Underpants fighting plunger monsters and shit. Meanwhile, you're doing like time travel <laughs> slash fic with Freddy and Jason. <laughs> I don't know. Where did I get time travel from? Like, that sounds like the TARDIS, but I didn't watch Doctor Who at that age. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. The teleport. And I've, I recently, well, recently, last night, I was looking for other stories that I had written, and I found one that was a direct sequel to this one that was uh, also a tie-in with Charmed. So, like, it mentioned us fighting Freddy, but then I developed magical powers. So... God bless <laughs> little Brenna. It's something, dude. I don't, I can't. And I, 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 Brenna, I gotta say, that's the perfect ending for this section of fun fiction. Because unfortunately, Miss Brenna's gonna have to take possibly a hiatus. Yeah, I'm sorry, fam. And we wish you the luck, best of luck in your future <laughs> endeavors. Thanks so much, because I'm not going to get anywhere with fan fiction like this. <laughs> no, publish it. Everyone's going to be like, it's the best. I thought about putting it on fan fiction and like just making people think that it was a for real thing. Yeah. But I'm scared. But uh, that means we're going to have a bunch of guest hosts over the next few episodes. Uh, next week is going to be... God, so you're going to miss... You're going to miss the return of our boy. You're going to miss the return of snails, because next week... Oh, me, my snails! Me and uh, my girlfriend Emily are going to do Goblet of Fire. So make sure to tune into that. And it's sad that Miss Brenna has to go, but with every bad thing... A good thing arises, which is when I now I can finally announce that the place you can find next week's episode is going to be on the official Fun Fiction YouTube channel. That's Woo-hoo! right. Yeah. We are now going to have a full channel dedicated to fan fiction because, well, we realized a problem in asking people to submit fun- fan fiction. Yeah. Because we record these episodes the Monday that episode, the previous episode goes up. So really, there's no time for you to submit anything. Sorry, guys. So so now you're actually going to have things to submit to. And you can submit any fan fiction. And we're going to read them out on the channel. We're going to have, like, um, series. So we'll have, like, one episode goes up one week. And then a reoccurring series like that. We're going to have one-shots garbage episodes of bad fan fiction as well <laughs> all all on the new fun fiction youtube channel so make sure to search fun fiction on youtube and it may just bring up the bs network stuff but if you do some sleuthing you'll sleuthing. find it youtube sleuthing uh but this isn't it for brenna i will force her to come back for adventure zone episodes and i'll be there yes and then also if you have anybody, Brenna, that you want to do like more Twilight with, so you won't have me being a garbage boy. <laughs> but you're so sweet. You even brought it up today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not. This is not goodbye to Brenna. This is till I see you next time. <laughs> All my tears.
<laughs> so, Britta, where can people find you on the internet? Come uh, look at my shit on fan fiction or like Instagram or Twitter, or whatever, at uh, B R E N N A S A U R. That's Brinosaur, folks. Brinosaur. Brinosaur. <laughs> I really want to draw you as a Bulbasaur now. Do it. Uh, so yeah, check that out. Find me on Twitter at Scottymo, S-E-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. Buy all my books on Amazon, the Quizzle Corp trilogy, BS versus the gods, or get them on Audible, audibletrial.com slash BS network ladies and gentlemen and then of course make sure to check out all the other shows at a load of pure remember to support us either on our patreon page like good old joe is or by picking up some fun fiction merch at merch dot a load of pure bs dot com and then of course make sure to listen to all of our older episodes rate on itunes rating is super duper important and we love to hear your feedback on the shows and until next time, Brenna. If you howl in the dream, you howl for real. Stay away from baby Hitler. Stay away from dream Hitler. <laughs>